Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast. We'll be talking about Final Fantasy XIV and Square Enix on a podcast. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man. As always, welcome to episode 100. Holy hell. Yeah, we made it. Episode 100, gents. We got live letter stuff to talk about. We got... What's going on with Dragon Quest uh, to talk about and a whole slew of mm. other stuff if you're joining us live. Uh, thank you so much, chat. Make sure to chime in with your opinions. As always, we like to put those in the show. If you're watching on YouTube on Ready Check Radio, listening on Audible, Spotify, iTunes, any of those, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Give it a thumbs up, a like, a subscribe. Turn on those notifications. You know what to do. It's easy, fast, and cheap. And tell all your friends, if you like what we do here, spread it around. Joining me to talk over all the fun stuff today, Mr. Chris Montoya. What's up, Tark? Greetings, programs. Uh, mixed mixed feelings about uh, today and today's episode, but uh, I want you to know, and you know, I told you this behind the scenes, but I took the plunge, my friend. I took the plunge. Yes, you did. You did. I got uh, I got a message. Someone has dabbled in Final <laughs> Fantasy XI, and I immediately oh said, hey, Retail or Horizon? And he was like, what's Horizon? I guess that's your answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's two hours on the installation and uh, installation boss, but yeah. You know. <laughs> and it used to be worse. So that's, that's what I reminded you of. Just, re- just remember, it's better now than it was back better then, now. and it's still terrible. Also on the line, Mr. Adam Lane. What's up, Kronos? Not much. Yeah, I, uh, I tried the installation boss one time, too. <laughs> I made it past that, and then not much further. I thought he was talking about Power Wash Simulator. It's kind of funny. Nope, nope. <laughs> oh, see, that would have been that would have been better, yeah. though, because then I took the plunge would have been a pun. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that's where we were going. I thought no, that's where it was going. No. 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 Yeah. We can't convince him to do that. Hey, a uh, quick programming note. <laughs> There won't be a Relic Grind episode next week. We're going to take next week off after 100 here because Tark and I are going to do some discussions behind the scene. Mr. Adam Lane, uh, Kronos, will be departing the show for a little more work-life balance with the new job and everything. Kronos, it's been 100 episodes. You've been amazing. I, I I will never forget just like randomly being reached out to when I was starting up and uh, everything. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, hey, yeah. I, I heard you're doing a little something and I could I could go for that if you need me. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, it was rough back then. I, I was going through some rough stuff, I think. And then uh, now it's a lot better. So it's, it's good. Yeah, it's good, man. Yeah, that's I mean, yeah. that's absolutely great to hear. Great to hear. And yeah, I do remember it was like, hey, I'm uh, I'm going through some stuff and I could I could use something happy. And I was like, let's yeah. do it. Let's do it, friend. Obviously, uh, Adam will always be welcome here. So I'm sure you'll see him pop in and out on various shows, whether it's Jeopardy shows, because we still have to do the final round of that one. Yeah. Uh, so he'll be back for that. And of course, like when expansions uh. launch and things like that. So absolutely we'll have them in and out it's been an absolute pleasure but uh, let's talk about final fantasy for the last official time with chronos and the live letter that was last friday uh i this was not one that i stayed up to watch because i was just like i don't under i, I don't care like i know what generally is going to be coming in this patch sequence 
I, I you know this isn't spoiling anything i'll i'll watch it the the next day so i did i watched the playback but tark i think did you do your like live reactions thing or what'd you do i i did live and kind of edit put that up on youtube so check that out over at Tarkarth gaming um but uh yeah it was it wasn't anything that we didn't expect um maybe i i didn't expect you know the trial boss to be you know fully shown i expected question marks but uh yeah i, I can't wait to see what Sokin puts out for that music yeah, do you think they really, like, it would have been stupid if they would have tried to get away with question marks on this one, right? Maybe. Like, <laughs> I thought they were going to do it. I thought they were going to for sure do it. I was surprised they did do it. <laughs> not that it really matters. It's not like we didn't know. Right, but, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, so some of the big hits, yeah, there was it, literally Doc Holliday's right in chat. There's, there's nothing mind-blowing. There was nothing, you know, eagerly anticipated and let's get a sneak peek of something. We all kind of had a, a feeling of what was going to be shown here and what wasn't. So it's really just confirmation. I thought a lot of it just felt like confirmation of what was going to be in 6.4 and what was going to be in 6.4.5. Because the things they didn't talk about, those are going to be in 6.4.5. And there are a couple of those, like the Criterion Dungeon, right? That, that's going to be a mm-hmm. 6.4.5 thing. And we kind of hoped maybe it would be a dot four thing, but the previous one was a dot X five. So, uh, I mean, it all makes sense no matter how much we may have wanted it. So the new patch gets the name the Dark Throne. Kind of makes sense, right? I mean, we've been the Dark Knight, and we've been doing the, or the Black Knight. We've been doing the whole thing with Golbez. Uh, releases late May. Chrono surprised by the the date range at all. I think this lines up. I mean, we've been talking in my ultimate group about like how close the patch, like if we're going to kill it before the patch. And this is about what most of us thought, like that third to fourth week in May. So it kind of lines up with how they've been working through it. So, so that means you Maybe. have uh, a little over a month, about a month yeah. and a <laughs> month and a half ish, depending on which week of which of those two, like last weeks of May, they go ahead and drop it in to, to get the ultimate down. You you going to make it? I think so. I think now that we've seen the last phase, I, I think we can do it within the next three weeks or so. Would be my guess. We'll see, though. It puts it around the twenty third or the thirtieth. Tark, any surprises there for you? Nope. This is kind of what I've been predicting, and then uh, after that, it's all about what six point five and uh, expansion release window is going to be like. So, no, nothing. The, the the live letter wasn't surprising. The least release window wasn't surprising. Yeah. I think the most surprising thing about the whole thing was that more time was spent on the merch. I think. It was a lot of merch time. Oh, Blue Mage is not dead, I guess. That was another thing. Blue Mage is not dead. Yeah, Blue Mage is not dead. That was a little surprising. Uh, We expected Blue Mage stuff in this sequence, uh, but I didn't expect them to really bring that to 6-4. I honestly felt like... I I honestly thought there was going to be a 6-5 thing. I don't know why. It's not like I had any, you know, evidence to suggest that. Uh, That was just kind of an own feeling. So I was like, oh, that's cool. All right, it's coming a little earlier. That's neat. Uh, We'll get down to it in a few seconds here because we've got new main scenario quests obviously coming. We're going to continue the main scenario quest uh, and then also add Tataru's Grand Endeavor because, you know, that's just going over swimmingly as the most exciting bits of content ever added to an MMORPG ever. Uh, Somehow further, Hildebrand adventures will continue. Nova Crystallis said uh, the inspector, question mark, takes on a grape-like visage. Uh, which was funny to see. The Hildebrand story continues in 645, as will the next phase of the Manderville weapon enchantment qu- enhancement quest. So that's not a 64 thing, it's a 45 thing. 
Uh, and yeah, we got some pictures of that. Splendorous Tools also going to follow in that that same thing. And we've got the new dungeon, and I think we'll kind of stop there and, and recap some thoughts. 6.4 is going to bring the Aether font. And there was a picture of, like, polar bears all over the place, and he said that that makes him... Polar bears just make him think of uh, MMORPGs. Probably because no idea of why. Ultima Online. <laughs> oh, okay. Not yeah, I mean, that's that I some play. of the speculation, is that, yeah, that that's... They're very Ultima Online if you were big into UO those days. I think and, I just think of Coca-Cola. Does that make me old? Oh, yeah, the <laughs> no? Christmas oh. bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the dungeon does have, like, a very Charlayan feel to it, so we're going to be headed back mm -hmm. there. And uh, Voidcast Dias and an extreme version of that trial uh, coming later will be facing Golbez, who I am showing on the screen right now because he looks like a badass. I really can't wait to see what Soken does with Cloud and Darkness. It's, it's going to be so good. I mean, the other interesting thing is, like, now what is the point five trial, right? Yeah. Well, well, you know, we got zero. Um, yeah, what was the uh, boss yeah. at the end of Final yeah, uh, uh, Fantasy IV? The Romus, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe she goes crazy, and uh, this whole she's part of our trust is all a debate. Right, right. And we all kind of saw this coming way back in. We were like, all right, wait. If we're going to go down the four oh. route, and we have a character named Zero... <laughs> Um, hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to believe it. <laughs> yeah, I know. But. You like wanted to fight against it when we talked about it way back then. You were like, no, 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 no. This no. is like, this, no. this is not my new girl. No, no, no. <laughs> my bae. <laughs> uh, new Unreal Trial will replace the currently running one. That'll be Zervan, uh, the Warring cool. Triad scenario. <clears throat> I, I actually am not looking forward to that. Oh, one. <laughs> Party Fighter is going to be awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait. You're not yeah. skipping sword. It's not no, happening. No, nope. it's not happening. Nope. <laughs> you're synced you're down. You're gonna be synced out. So, mm -hmm. yeah, PS gonna have to learn how to do sword. It's gonna be funny. Uh, next round of the Pandemonium raid sequence, the final one, will be launched, and then the Savage difficulty. Remember, that'll be a week later because they love the way that that went when they tried it out last time. And actually, I think from a player-based perspective, Kronos, we all kind of were in favor of how that went, too. Yes. Yeah, I think it's great. I'm glad that they've decided, even with like this, like some of the stuff that wasn't great, that they decided to keep going down this road. So I'm just hoping they kind of button up the things that were not great about it. Yeah. Um, which is mainly just like tuning the, the, the first couple of fights for like having the extra pieces of gear, and then maybe not tuning the last fight well. And then... Uh, just making sure data mining stuff isn't really affecting like the week yeah. one clears. Yeah, if you need to yeah. patch for that for that raid, do, do that then. They're not going to. Don't don't put it in. No, I, know, I mean right? they're not going to. They should. They should, they should. because they yeah. bitch they bitch about the data mining and it's absolutely going to happen. It just oh, it, it just is. Yeah. Um, I, I will say even with that, I still prefer the week delay. I like how it like gives everybody kind of time to breathe before. The savage drops. Yeah, and enjoy know, like and it. enjoy like not not rushing through the the, yeah. the 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 first experience, the story experience of it, just because you and your your free company got to get going. We got to get going. Let's go. Let's go. Right. Let's go. Um, you know, it gives you that that whole. Let's just chill, do it, enjoy the story. Cool. All right. Let's you know. Uh, uh, all right. Now the we're extreme. ready. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Second variant and Criterion Dungeon is a 6.45 thing, as we mentioned, Mount Rakan. 
Uh, three levels of difficulty once again, normal Criterion and Criterion Savage. You don't have to complete the first one, which I didn't expect that you would, but I, apparently some people did because they felt an express need to say you don't have to have completed the first one to go ahead and do this one. Uh, I never looked at these things in my brain, at least from a development standpoint, as being a like a consecutive series of things that kind of, in my mind, would defeat the point once you have yeah. three, four, five, six of them in the game, if you forced people through all of them, we, we kind of <laughs> complain prior to the trust system, Tark, of you know having to go back and on other characters or guiding new players and those sequences of dungeons that are uh, in A Realm Reborn and, and even into Heavensward that are sequential and you have to do them sequentially to move the main story quest. Now, not such a big deal with Trust, which, by the way, is now getting shot through some more instances here as well. Yay. Is oh, there a question good. there? No. Okay. <laughs> if you want to talk about dungeons and sequences, go for it. Um, yeah, it's it's just more like Pals the Dead. You know, they're all separate entities. They're all... So take them at your leisure if you don't necessarily like this one. I just wonder how they're going to tune it. Is it going to still be that tight tuning where, you know, kind of getting... Uh, best in slot is going to be the way to go or not um we shall see hopefully they expand on the rewards because savage even criterion was kind of meh yeah i don't think they're That's going putting to it. like i, I putting... think if they're going to do any sweep of rewards and stuff like that it's not going to come till post expansion because i just feel like these were designed already okay. and in progress by the time sure. by the okay. time we actually saw they were going to be a thing, they're working on the third and fourth one. You know, like that's that's how far down the road they are that they would never have gotten the feedback of gotcha. this should be changed un until they were already almost done with the you know the third and the fourth one. So I, I, that's just the feeling I get, Kronos, that if we're going to see rewards change, whether it's in these in the Criterions or or the variant dungeons or just in gear progression overhaul or tweaks and changes like we've clamored for for a while i, I just feel like that's going to be a post-expansion thing at the earliest i i hope they change it <laughs> like i, I don't know <laughs> I, I i worry if they don't we'll see though uh Maybe i guess the other thing point <laughs> that would be terrible it, the only the only thing weird thing too that uh because it's like its own name like i didn't know if they were going to do like another sildon thing and like reuse the currency but it looks like they're not i would i would imagine so that means each variant dungeon is going to have like its own little coins which i don't know just seems yeah cuz now that means that if you want the stuff from the first variant dungeon you got to do the first variant dungeon you can't do the second one and then get the rewards from the first one right so that i was surprised they did that i thought maybe they would try to keep it like so you could do any of them, maybe, and then maybe eventually kind of have a roulette for the, the variants or something. Doesn't seem like that's their idea, though. Yeah, so but we'll they, I so I I hate more more and more currencies, and Final Fantasy, to like be fair, is, is full of them. Yeah, uh, they're everywhere. Oh. Yeah, they're everywhere. But oh. I, I kind of, I, when I look at the development of what Variant and Criterion is supposed to be doing, though, I kind of get it. Like, yeah. sure. the point of that content is to be that far to the sides, 100% optional. Just if you want to do it and you like a reward, go do it. If you don't want to do it, it has zero impact on any... Like, it's meant to be yeah. that way. And right. so you might argue that, well, okay, if it's meant to be that way, who cares if the currency is interchangeable across three or four of these different dungeons? Right, 
but they're trying to make it an interesting piece of content to do, not an interesting farm to do. Uh, and I and think so they, I think they were successful at that. I agree. To be fair, I agree. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. It's I'm sick of currencies. <laughs> I mean, every twenty four man has to have its own coin. Yeah, every, yeah. All the beast tribes and. Like, <laughs> I'm almost done with mine, by the way. I think I have like three days left for max rep uh, on on Lupperets, and then we're all done there. Nice. Uh, duty support, as I mentioned, is going to get the Stormblood dungeons. <laughs> they do they do show a picture of uh, Gosetsu, uh, Hien, and an Aura, Aura Conjurer joining your character and passing Bardem's test. <laughs> that was a cute picture with like the check marks above everybody. Uh, adjustments to PvP and PvE jobs. That's really not coming till the next letter, though, as far as what those will be. Series 4 uh, will begin, as will Season 7. Frontline will have a new UI element that will display the match time and score. Rules for the Field of Glory Shatter will be adjusted, and the Borderland Ruins Secure will be temporarily unavailable. That was the we best announcement they made. We did that it. Yep. <laughs> we did that, it. That mode, yes. that mode sucks. That mode has <laughs> never been fun. Line. We did so. it, boys. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, that sucks. It do, the, the only oh. part that's bad about that is it's temporarily well, <laughs> well, I think they're going to redo it. Yeah, I mean they. Uh, they I have think, to. Uh, the, they have to. What is it? One of the rival wings is still temporarily unavailable. <laughs> That's been temporarily unavailable <laughs> yeah. for like three years. Yeah, so the very first one. Yeah, <laughs> so, we just have Hidden Gorge. So. I mean, that's basically deleted. <laughs> that's true. I totally forgot about. That. <laughs> yeah, you forgot it exists because you can't. Yeah, you can't even select it. It's, it's in the duty menu. You, you can look at it. <laughs> you can look at it. Yeah. <laughs> what. In nostalgia about it. Six four five. We'll get a blue mage update finally. Level cap going from Woo-hoo. seventy to eighty. New spells, new blue mage exclusive gear, new enemies added to the masked carnival. And like I said, Tark, this one actually was a little bit of a surprise to me. I thought we're gonna get them, really? but not just not that we were getting them. Just when I I thought this was gonna be <laughs> like a. Okay, you know what? That last patch going into the expansion, we don't have a whole lot of shit going. Yes, you know, so 6.55 let's, would have been a good time for let's it. Let's drop the blue mage in it. And so that's kind of where my thought process was. If we're a little skimpy on 65655, let's go ahead and chuck the blue mage in there. But no, we're going to get in 645. Looking forward Sounds to good. it? Uh, yes, because I'm like so close to actually having my complete spell book, and I actually want to do raids. But I feel at this point, like when you get more content, people come back to Blue Mage, so that might be the time to actually go back and do the raids at that point. Yeah. So I'm excited to get into it. I just don't want them to put a mount behind this, please. I don't want to do it. (laughs) I really don't want to do it. I, I'm honestly kind of amazed there hasn't already been a mount behind it. There is, well, there there is the Marlboro. I did that one. <laughs> oh, you did and that then, one. Okay. And then the other one was uh, title. So I was like, oh, thank God, I don't have to do that crap again. <laughs> and now I'm worried they're gonna do the mount again. And you I don't, don't want to do Gaia. I know, don't want to do Shiva. I do not want to do Shiva with eight blue mages. No thanks. I'm good. I'd rather not. But I will if there's a mount. So you know. Of course you will. Yeah, he forces uh, himself to do the mountain stuff. I'm oh. almost done with all the mounts in the game that you can obtain. So, 
Like, Psychotic if they add that. another one at that point. Even like, yeah. I, who love minions and will farm fates or whatever for months and months to get one, and there's still alliance raids that I constantly run once or twice a week just to take a shot at and not getting them because I have terrible luck. Even I am like, oh, PvP? No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, did, did it take, didn't it take nope. you seven to eight years to get the sightseeing minion done? Like, yep. it's just like, uh. I refused to do the original sightseeing log for What's ever. funny is I... I could do those because, like, I could do them on my own. I think we had Tarkoth ran Lighthouse because I still don't have the stupid Construct minion, and I did it during, like, a Ooh. Moogle event, and I still don't have it. I ran that thing, like, 30 times. Still don't have the minion. Oh, my goodness. That's about my luck. Ocean yeah. Fishing is going to get an update, and you'll be able to voyage to waters outside Kagane and the Ruby Sea. Uh, Island Sanctuary content updated with new ranks and visions. So we think in probably, like, two ranks again. Uh, a new gathering area mm. will be added in the wilds, and new construction plots will be added in the hideaway. So those last two things kind of made me feel like this is going to be a little more than probably the two-rank little spurt update that we just received. Yeah, I think we might get to up to rank 15, make it a nice even, you know, five. Um, three. Well, I mean, from well, the original. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah, up okay. to 10. Now it's up to 15. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're expanding. I, at some point, they they can't expand anymore. Maybe they'll expand up. I don't know. Uh, a new area though is kind of intriguing. Like a new gathering hunting area um, was like a landmass just gonna float in and crash into the island. I don't know. Um, but the one thing that really kind of perturbed me is that they talked previously about the outdoor furnishings and allowing gardens because they were so restrictive with FCs. Um, and now they say, no, that's not going to be part of it. They're not going to put gardens in. So I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, Come no on, no gardens. Uh, so the outdoor furnishings, they'll be able to be placed near structures, 90 slots, and that'll be unlocked via Island Sanctuary Progress. So no, you don't just automatically get that for building one of your, your structures. You're going to have to yeah. actually do the progress. You can put your outdoor housing items in your not a house. Yeah, in, in your totally not housing yeah. not meant to replace housing in any way feature uh new item rewards materials craftable items crops animals so you'll have some more hunting to do i'll work handicrafts and structures all to be added and a small note that not only gardens like uh tark mentioned but tr even striking dummies they will not be in island sanctuary either and we'll have a little demo of how you place those things exactly in the next live letter Tomestones of Comedy, that's your name. Not uh, not a very surprising name when you see where our tombstones have been going through the 6.0 series. Um, but And the maximum number of gear sets increased to 100. Available to all characters immediately, regardless of quest progression. Yay. Cool. Yay. I would I mean, more it's glamour still not glamour. Yeah, it's still uh, not glamour. glamour better. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, who the hell needs 100 gear set that's <laughs> what the hell? future proofing for all the jobs they uh, have in right okay, wait, okay. Wait, right. No. Uh, uh this one was neat job icons will now be displayed in the chat log and on player name plates chat log icons will only display within parties and alliances i was like oh that's kind of neat yeah awesome for replay yeah you look back at video you're like oh okay you know exactly where all the jobs are um, rest in peace to the people that got banned for using this mod, though. Yes. Uh, so sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. 
But your sacrifice has made the game better for everyone. Transaction fee for items sold on the market board can now be incorporated into the total prices displayed under total mercifully. Mercifully. How was that not a day one thing? I never understood that one. Uh, glasses and wing fashion accessories will now display when engaged in battle in the overworld. So you, our peers, wow. enjoy. That's kind of a big one on that side, particularly the wings, right? Uh, items stored in a variety of locations can now be selected when casting glamours in an in-room. Fairy glamours are now available to scholars where you can select from Eos, Selene, or Carbuncle. And more information about the graphics update planned for the expansion will be revealed at the fan festival in North America. So that's, uh, we will see some, I'm sure everybody's eagerly going to be awaiting that one, Tarkin. You'll be there to see it in person. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, one tidbit, I don't know if we got it from this live letter or if we read it afterwards, but apparently the update is not coming to PS4, which now means we're really separating PS5 players from four players and eventually four is going to be cut off and we have to move forward with the technology just like we did with the ps3 yeah i mean it's to be expected to be expected i don't know if i i don't i didn't hear that so that's interesting i that that feels like a little earlier than i would have expected but maybe it's not maybe if i like went back and actually looked at the timeline i think we just hung on to ps3 longer than we should have or longer than we longer than we expected them to was done after heaven's word right it lasted one expansion yeah just because they're they're not supporting it with the graphic update, they'll just use it as an excuse for like two years before they actually cut it off. <laughs> yeah, we can't. The system yeah. won't handle it. The PS4 it, won't 8. handle 0. it. 8.4, sorry. Or 8.0, sorry. It won't handle it. Um, We're going to skip to something else here real quick, and then I'm going to come back. Uh, So there's going to be a Final Fantasy 10th anniversary fireworks and music show if you're in Japan. This is incredibly cool. And I am super jealous. Uh, on August 26th in the uh, Hanazono Rugby Stadium in Osaka. The interesting point here and why I bring it up, because, you know, maybe you're in Japan, you can go. That's cool. Great. But they also they had on the slide here that other locations are being considered for the future. I feel like we they would already know, right? You only you only have a limited time window, Kronos, on a tenth anniversary. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you could just celebrate it, pretend like it's ten. You know? <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Moreno Hanabi is a new style of entertainment showing a show involving fireworks synced with music. Uh, and ticket sales will be announced on the Lodestone at a later date. I was like, man, I'm so jealous. That is super, super, super cool. Uh, hatching super tides cool. going on and all that stuff. And in closing, Yoshi P did send his well wishes to the Blue Protocol team as they kicked off their network test last week as well. And he continues to look forward to playing the game. Uh, I do want to go back, though, Tark, because as far as the North American Fan Fest... About 98% of this live letter was uh, QVC. And yes, it was. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, the old Square Enix shopping festival. There were a ton of things being revealed for sale at the live letter. Uh, and obviously, they like you right pre-order them ahead of time and then just kind of go pick up your bag while you're there to keep lines down to a minimum as best as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, some very, very cool things. 
I know I saw on Twitter that you had uh, maybe spent a little more than you had planned ordering some things. So what's in the bag of Tark? Uh, so first off, though, this announcing the merch and then be like, oh, by the way, the pre-orders go live in like two hours. This like thing has to stop. It, it, they, it was even worse with Pixel Remaster, and I didn't even get that. Um, I'm still on the waiting list for it, so maybe, maybe I can get my hands on a physical copy, but... Um, I know some people, close friends that were like, I was at work. I, I couldn't log on to, to get the merch or my boy Piers. He was asleep. He, he didn't even know that it was going live. So he, he missed out on a lot of stuff that he wanted to get. But yeah, my wallet is empty. Um, like very empty. Let's see. Two t-shirts, the hoodie, the jacket. Yeah. I was going to hit you up and say, cold. Hey, order a Zodiac jacket for me. But you, I saw your tweet, and it was like, well, I guess he's already fucking ordered. Thanks, man. Thanks for the offer. Love, love you. Right, see, here, here's the fun, funny part. Um, I thought I had ordered the wrong size, so it was going to cancel. But when I went back, the pre-order for the jacket was already sold out. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to go with the size I got on the jacket because it's already sold out. And realized, oh, the Japanese sizing is different. So I actually got the right size that I wanted. So... Kronos, Tark's a good friend, right? Like he he he, get, he bands together with everybody but us to get tickets to the live letter. We don't even get a heads up on, hey, toss me some money if you want some merch. I'm making my basket. He's a good friend. He's a good friend. Oh, and, and I'm going to Eorzean Symphony, Symphony for my first symphony. So nice. you've never been that. to the symphony? No, no. like ever never for anything. Uh, no. Wow. So the, to go to an Eorzean Symphony, yeah. What up? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely cool. Um, where are you going? When is it? It's, it's the, the day, day after, after Oh, oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, your Pixel Remaster did finally get a release date for Switch and PS4 this week. It did. April 19th. Did. April 19th. So, yeah, I mean, if anybody's got a Zodiac jacket and um, wants to be a good friend, hit me up. Let me know. Um, what else do we got here? Oh, Square Enix president, uh, new president showed up, right? Mm -hmm. As well as current outgoing president. They kind of both made their uh, appearances, Yosuke Matsuda and uh, Takashi Kiryu. Uh, Kiryu showed up to kind of, you know, pass the torch, right? We talked about the mm -hmm. them being replaced here. Turns out Kiryu, big fan of 14. And yeah. uh, say what yeah, you, his wife say what you will about his support of NFTs and stuff, and you know, kind of just going down that same path. Final Fantasy fourteen fans really kind of liking him because uh, he he only plays with his wife, and he said that when he gets home from work, she'd have weapons and gear appropriate for his level and where she expects us all <laughs> expects 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 us to go, all ready to go. So <laughs> that's uh, very very charming. Very, very charming. He also said, I'm really looking forward to being a part of the team and following the game's development. So, neat. Neat. I have respect for him that he actually, you know, waited to get his guitar. He didn't just use his position to acquire one. So that's, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. falling fall for this bait. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not either. I'm not either. I'm not either. It's just, yeah, that's how they get you. That's how they trap you. And then you have NFTs in your game. And you know. That's, that's how the blockchain gets you. Yeah. <laughs> 
I play blockchain <laughs> games with my wife. Oh, he's so wait. Wait, did he say blockchain <laughs> games? <laughs> oh, he's so. Ch- wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, Six point three eight is out. Really, not a, a huge big deal there. No. PVP changes, which we talked about in a, the uh, lock for Abyssos gear acquisition removed. So enjoy. One thing about 6. PVP. 3. Go ahead. This is f- further affirmation that they tuned Sage perfectly because yet still no PVP adjustments for Sage. This is like the first time they changed Dragoon, I think. Was in this patch. Yeah, I think I think this is the first time they touched Dragoon, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Never touch Sage. It's perfect in every way. All in all, thumbs up, thumbs down, Kronos, live letter. Uh, can I give like a middle thumb? Like a, <laughs> thumb like, across? Like, like sure, this? why not? I mean, it's fine. So it was a live letter. Nothing surprising, <laughs> nothing amazing. I'm not, I don't I mean, I'm excited for the raid, but they didn't really show much about that. No, they did Gold not. Golbez is, is cool. Golbez um, looks awesome. But like, it's, it's just like nothing was really, I don't know. I guess maybe like that's just where we are now. We're like these. This is what the live letters are. I don't know. It's like we already kind of know what's coming. They just kind of tell us it's coming and then show us so, some pictures. Let me ask you this: as the live letter concept, right before a Realm Reborn came out, the live letter was very, very interesting. It was mm-hmm. super engaging. There was, you know, and it had to be right. It was something we didn't have our hands on. They had shut down the version one X months before version two came out. That was our touch point in seeing Final Fantasy XIV stuff. And then even leading into Heaven's Word, I felt like they were... Am I the only one that's kind of just felt live letters are on a bit of a downswing? And that's not that's not a disparaging comment towards Yoshi P or any of the team that puts them together. They're well done. The information's there. It's cool to see some stuff. But when it's not the live letters leading into an expansion, Tark... I feel like the live letters in between those expansion announcements or the live letters in between the fan festivals uh, that have those trickles of expansion information, I feel like the dot one, dot two, dot three, dot four live letters, I don't even know if I need those anymore. Sure, it's nice to sit and watch something with the team and everything, but I, I kind of know what I'm getting out of every patch now. We've been doing I, this for ten you, years. <laughs> no, yeah, I get how you feel, but I think live letters is kind of intrinsically part of Final Fantasy fourteen now. Can they cut down the number? Like instead of doing like two per patch, they just have one big live letter, and be like, okay, you know, and they put out all the information. Maybe they could go down that route, but I think I, I, there's such an expectation now. I think that there is going to be a live letter for each patch. They're going to talk about it. Maybe we don't need a post-patch breakdown live letter. Um, narrow down the two pre-patch ones down to one. But I still love having a live letter. Um, I don't think it's needed, but it's it's just it's part of it for me, having that live letter experience. Having to, Yoshi P talk to us, um, I think it makes 14 unique. Yeah, I just feel like maybe it's just me, Kronos. I just feel like, you know, I know, I can tell you right now, if you gave me the Mm -hmm. schedule for the live letters for the next years, for the next year, right, 12 months, I could tell you, looking at that schedule, these are the ones that I would stay up and watch. These are the ones that I'll just read about the next day. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I I do think they could stand to shorten them. 
Honestly, I think that's probably something they should act. I, I think just one feel like Kirby, some of them end up feeling yeah. like they only did them because they feel like they have to. I I, I do uh, agree yeah. with Park to an extent, though, where I think it's kind of nice to have at least one per patch. But I think you could stand to like not make them five hours long sometimes, you know? Um, and then I guess one every half patch, because now we've kind of relegated some content that's like kind of important to half patches. So I think it's kind of nice for them to at least go over that stuff. It feels like they're still communicating. I personally find like the pat the so obviously the stuff leading up to the expansion is always exciting. I like the point one one two because it kind of tells you the direction of the expansion, as far as like yeah. how, where, where jobs are going and the the raid stuff like that. Um, so I always find those interesting. But I think I've gotten to the point kind of like you, Mike, where like the middle ones, I just I kind of will probably just wake up the next day and I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wait three hours right. for them to tell me what the name of the raid tier is. <laughs> yeah, I, and this is the last live letter before we'll know about the expansion, right? Uh, presuming that we're we're getting an expansion announcement at North America. Uh, we'll, we'll get one more live letter. We, we have before one the more, patch. right? Yeah, we have one more. Before be the one patch. More. Oh, the, the, I'm talking about this sequence for the six four five six four live letter. Yeah. This will be the last one. Um, yeah, it's split into two parts, but this will be the last presentation uh, before we know about the expansion. So <laughs> then. You know, they're going to try and do a live letter for 6.5, and everybody's going to be like, we don't want to fucking hear about 6.5. We have expansion <laughs> details. Tell us more about those expansion details. And they're going to say the usual, uh, stay tuned for London's Fan Festival. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> so, like, yeah. we, we can predict the exactly job. the way this goes. <laughs> we won't even know the job no. in Vegas. We'll just know the name of the expansion. That's it. Well, that... <laughs> So let me ask you this before we head off to other Square Enix stuff and we'll part from Final Fantasy. What do you expect to get at FanFest North America? Do you expect a an expansion name, a trailer, a job? You name, like, no, no job. No, they got, they got to spread this out, especially if I'm, what I'm predicting is they only give us one job, a DPS job, caster, possibly. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, they gotta spread that. That yeah, news and it out wouldn't because... be the full trailer, right? It's gonna be that little teaser. Yeah, yeah. it'll be a little the, the, the forty second one or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a quick I, one. I think they'll show a job. I don't. I mean, I think you'll get the name and mm. and and whatever's in the trailer for it. I, I still think we're gonna get two. So we'll. I mean, that could okay. be I kind of agree with you, Tark. I feel like we're gonna get the we'll get the title, we'll get the the little teaser trailer, and I don't I don't know if we get a job announcement. I I think Yoshi I P does the whole teases with whatever he's wearing thing and just lets it go until yep. London. Standard when, Yoshi uh, P operation. <laughs> when did Dancer get shown? Was that in London? That was the second one, I believe. Okay, so you're probably right then. I mean, that's probably the trend then. It's probably just the teaser because it was like what it was. Monk. They showed Monk for Stormblood, which isn't new. And then they showed Dark Knight and then Paladin. So yeah, it's probably yeah, probably just the teaser and no job. And then they'll show the job in London. Yeah. We shall see. Uh, let's head over to some other Square Enix news. And if you're a little concerned for uh, for Dragon Quest as a franchise slash concerned about Dragon Quest Twelve. I'm not the only one. <laughs> I don't want to say you're right, but you're probably not wrong either. See, here's the deal. We talked about a few weeks ago, right? Dragon Quest 12 hasn't really announced anything, and maybe that should be a little concerning, but then maybe thinking, well, it's kind of Final Fantasy 16 season right now, and 
maybe the message would they'd worry about it getting a little bit lost underneath Final Fantasy 16, and there's probably some validity to that. Um, although in Japan, you would think they'd be all over announcing Dragon Quest because it's incredibly <laughs> big there, compare, comparatively speaking. Uh, well, the series' chief producer, Ryutaro Ichimura, has now resigned from Square Enix. Now, before anybody jumps on this as, like, the end of the world, right? He's the series producer. That doesn't mean, like, day-to-day, -day, he's in there with his hands on Dragon Quest Twelve, and you should be worried about Dragon Quest Twelve. But he has been a shepherd for the series and a guide, a producer, for the entire franchise for a long time now. <laughs> Uh, he's leaving, and it, the resignation kind of came out of nowhere on Twitter. It said, this is a sudden report, but as of 3.31, I've resigned from Square Enix. It's a long story with many thoughts and feelings, so please see the attached memo. To all the many staff members who worked with me and to all the users, thank you so much. He's been working at Square for 22 years and wanted to thank everybody in, in the whole process. And, and basically... What the resignation kind of boiled down to was he wants he's he's taking a look at his life, you know, realizing at the age of 25, I started with the Dragon Quest stuff. And now here we are all these years later. I'm looking back and I'm like, I'm 47 now. If it takes three or four years to make a game, how many more games do I realistically have in my lifetime? And so I want to be a little more selective and kind of start making the games that I really, really want to make right now. And I have to think carefully about each of those games. So we don't know where he's going or something like that, but he wants to start kind of with a clean slate and maybe work on some quote-unquote riskier projects uh, that don't seem to be something that's going to be happening at Square Enix anytime soon. And while we certainly wish him well, and that's perfectly valid reason to be doing what you want to do go make the games you want to make we talked guys just a few months ago about about uh ryota Aomi, who was one of the mm -hmm. dragon quest producers leaving square Enix uh as well and other leadership changes in the dragon quest department should you be worried tark if you're a dragon quest fan I'm going to go with, yes, you should probably just be a little bit worried. Like, I don't know if it's a matter of they wanted to take the series in a new direction and Square Enix was like, no, or the other way around, Square Enix was pushing a new direction and they had different ideas. But this is screams of, like in the movie business, they'll say, you know, we left because of creative differences. It screams of creative differences in, in my mind. Um and it gets me to the point where of like if things are uh rocky with Dragon Quest 12 does Armor Project maybe look to move Dragon Quest to a different developer and publisher maybe There was a whole speculation thing on Reddit cuz you know that's what Reddit does yeah. <laughs> of like he's leaving because Dragon Quest 12 isn't going to be turn based and people were like, what do you mean? They've never confirmed that is... Well, they did kind of hint that they've made that new yes. hybrid system that is not turn-based, but has turn-based elements. So and I can't wait for you to we see have, it. <laughs> we have no reason, Kronos, to believe that he walked out because it wasn't going to be turn-based. Maybe. Yeah. I, sure. But they could have kicked his cat, and he was angry <laughs> about that is just as likely. Who knows? 
the real story behind the scenes. Do you have concerns for DQ? I mean, I kind of agree with Tark a little bit. I think the just this, the way his statement reads, I mean, if like the way he feels like he's not going to get to make many more games, and like Dragon Quest is probably a game that's going to take another probably two to three years to for before it comes out, maybe longer. He deems that as not like not that, the it game makes it he feel wants like to that, make. Yeah. So it's like that just makes me feel like there was some kind of tension. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? And they'll probably never say. I mean, because most people oh, will never know. Yeah, like when they move on, they probably just want to put that behind them. And I, and I understand that. And I mean, I hope he goes on and he makes something that he really enjoys. Um, but it just feels like that thing that he really enjoys isn't Dragon Quest anymore. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, probably not a great sign for people that are fans of the series. So. That's multiple producer shepherds. Again, you know, this isn't like the direct and, and one person doesn't make a game anyway. You know, a director can depart from a project before it's launched and the project can still, you know, thrive. Sure. And these are producers. They're not the hands on every day, but they are kind of the, the guides, the finance guides, the scheduling guides, making sure everything's on track. Um, and this is kind of two people in just the last two months that have been doing it for this series for a long time that both have now departed. It does look a little weird, even if it's totally coincidental. Uh, Infinity Strash Dragon Quest The Adventure of Die, however, did get a confirmed global release. This is an action RPG coming out on the PS4, 5, Switch, and PC, via and via, uh, Steam on the PC, uh, this fall. We don't have an exact date. That'll come a little bit later, but... If you're looking for a little Dragon Quest fix while you're waiting for 12, you've got at least this coming. I don't know how great it would be. This, I mean, this is based on the, the manga, and some of the art uh, that they did show uh, looked like it was ripped right from the pages, so that's super cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah. we'll have to see how good it actually is. 20 years ago this past week, gentlemen, Square Enix became a thing, previously having been obviously just Square and Enix. It was 20 years ago, on April 1st, that those two companies merged. A merger that almost didn't happen, if you remember it right. They had been in talking for a while, and the catastrophic failure of the Spirits Within movie combined, I guess you, should, you, you have to put in the delay of Final Fantasy X there, too. It wasn't just Spirits Within. Final Fantasy X was delayed, but... Spirits Within and the, the closing of Square Pictures put Square on rocky financial ground. Um, and then the delay of Final Fantasy X didn't help. And so the negotiations stopped for a period of time. And then, obviously, 10 releases. It's a huge commercial success. The two companies start talking. That was back at the time when like Square had to sell stock to Sony just to like try and remain afloat. And it was a rocky time. It almost didn't happen. But 20 years ago, the company we all know today became a thing. And I don't want to spoil anything as we get to the end of the show here, but Kronos, your thoughts looking back 20 years ago on that merger? Uh, I remember being kind of surprised because, I mean, I feel like uh, even before, like, you know, Square, I was a pretty big fanboy for, like, most things Squaresoft, just in general. I wasn't as big into Enix, I think. And I still probably, like, the, the games that I carried over, um, as part of the merger, I don't play them quite as much. So I still find a few, I feel like I'm still more of like a SquareSoft person at heart. I guess it's just funny. Um, so I remember like it, it kind of it probably made me play more things that I wouldn't have maybe played that I got enjoyment out of. So that was kind of cool. 
Um, and I, yeah, I just remember, I, I feel like when I, when this happened, I just remember like not really knowing a ton about Enix other than like a few games. So, but I was, was pretty it, young back then. Was so. it good for RPGs as a whole? Uh, it's in that, point. it's in that weird sweet spot, right? Where like, I think a lot of people consider like the golden age, like the, like those night the nineties and like the maybe the really early two thousands like right right before this happened, so it's kind of unfortunate that that's where the line gets drawn because I feel like I mean unless you really like Final Fantasy twelve, most people don't care. I would say most people don't rate the ones after that very highly, like unless it was like your first one. Like I've met some people that really like thirteen and fifteen. Obviously, fourteen's an exception. Yeah. Um. But like, and then I mean, you have your Dragon Quest fans, right? I think a lot of people consider uh, what was that Dragon Quest Eight to be like one of the better RPG. That that was like after the merger. I, I remember the demo disc came with um. Yeah, that, that was a PS2 it. game. So I mean, you have that. Oh uh, no, no, it wasn't. It's PS1, right? DQ8. No, it's PS2. It was PS2 because uh, PS2? I, it came out. Yeah. It wasn't the demo disc? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it had the so, the FF12 demo, yeah. Yeah, because I remember buying the game just to play the FF12 demo. <laughs> and not really caring about Dragon Quest. Um, and it's not that I think Dragon Quest is bad. It's just ever just been my thing. I've just always m- more toward Final Fantasy. So yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it, I guess. I, I don't know. It's, it, it doesn't feel like it's... It feels like it's actually been longer than 20 years that they've heard. It really honestly. does. It really does. It does and does and I think, like, like, if you have to... I, I'm not ju- going to judge Square Enix and uh, by itself, right, in a vacuum when I look at was this good for RPGs? Because honestly, I kind of disagree with some of the decisions they've made um, since that merger with their own personal properties. When I say, Tark, is is it a good thing or not for RPGs? I'm not saying for Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. I'm talking about the genre as a whole. And I think when you look at it, at least my perspective is, I may not like some of the things they, they, they have done or are doing with Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy, and we've talked about some of those on this show, but when I step back and look at it, I almost feel like it was a really good thing for RPGs because it consolidated all of these powerhouse IPs into one publisher. And while generally you're not kind of like, well, great, now they own everything, there's no impetus for them to improve, right? They don't have any competition. But I think what happened with that merge, though, is that it opened a vacuum right behind them that a lot of smaller companies all of a sudden pushed into and said, oh, cool. They can only make so many at any given time. Let's fill that void. And we've gotten a lot of smaller developer that developers that have become bigger developers now in the RPG space because of that vacuum they filled. So for that, I kind of look at it as it was a net positive. When Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest had to, didn't have to compete anymore, that in a vacuum, I don't know if that was necessarily the best thing for those two franchises in the long run. But I think that's an entire other show we could have. Uh, yeah, I... God, I, I remember... I, I Like Kronos, I was primarily a Squaresoft fanboy. Um, hearing about the merger was... was absolutely shocking i'm like oh wow i was aware of, of of enix um i loved valkyrie profile uh illusion of gaia act razor um dragon quest of course um but i it, it just always put them as like a tier below squaresoft so when they merged i thought this is awesome 
you know, I, I, I kind of knew this is before internet really blew up. I kind of knew Squaresoft was struggling, especially after the, the disastrous movie. So the fact that they merged together, I felt helped strengthen them. Like if that merger doesn't happen, I don't know if Squaresoft is still a company, um, especially with the PS3 and its architecture and Square Enix having a struggles with the PS3 in general. So I, I think it's a net positive, like you said. Um, and yeah, a lot of smaller studios have come to fill the void. And um, I've really come to love Atlas titles um, and a few other companies. So yeah, I think it's I think it's been good. Speaking of games coming out, Live Alive coming out for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and Steam. You're getting your Ooh. releases. It's not exclusive to the Switch anymore. It's coming this month. Wait a minute. That, what, that list what doesn't Xbox? sound complete. So it's on the Where's Switch Xbox? now. It's going to be on PlayStation 4, PS5, and PC on Steam. Rip Xbox. I spoiled it. I'm sorry. Again, rip Xbox. Squirtus does not love them. Nope. I mean, they got Crisis Core. So <laughs> I guess everything's I okay, Octopath right? Traveler. <laughs> I got Octopath Traveler. Can I get Octopath Traveler 1 on PlayStation, please? Uh, Marvel's Avengers got its final update on the 31st. Just a, a reminder. Yeah. Its final actual content patch is now yeah. there. And then it'll just go. <laughs> so it's in an unupdated format right now. And then later this year, it totally goes to maintenance mode, right? There's There may be some, like, adjustment of numbers patches. But as far as content, that's it. We're done. Uh, and then in September, it won't even get like the the numbers updates or the balance passes or, or what they plan to do there too. And gentlemen, try it. Now's the time. Yeah, if I guess. Um, <laughs> Final Fantasy Sixteen has gone gold from their Twitter Woo. account from the entire team, including Torgal. We hope you're looking forward to Final Fantasy Sixteen's launch on june 22nd so the game has gone gold send it to the printers it's about time let's head over to love it or leave it love it or leave it is the way we end every episode of the relic grind here i'm going to give you something square enix related could be a game a feature uh, in a game a press release anything even tangentially related to square enix and you tell me whether you love it want more of it or leave it never see it again and in this case i gotta ask the square enix merger on its 20th anniversary week chronos love it or leave it now that you've had 20 years to look back. Was it the best thing for the companies, the best thing for the titles you love, the best things for you and you love it? Or is it kind of long-term, maybe not gone the way you wanted and you got to leave it? No fence it. Pick one. I'm, I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to leave it. I think the games that I cherish the most still have the old orange logo, you know, the little like thing where the, the S comes together. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to do it just for that alone. I, 14's an exception, though. I mean, I've played a lot of 14. A lot. And that's the Square Enix game. But when it comes to, like, the old classic stuff, I just, it doesn't compare to me. So I'm, I'm just I'm going to leave it for that alone. Just for that. What you think, Tark? You miss the old Squaresoft too much Ooh. to love this one? Uh, I, you know, I'm part of a, a podcast that... Uh... 
cover Square Enix and our love for it. I have to say, love it. Uh, want more of it? Question mark. I hope 16's great. You know, the next year looks amazing. After that, I don't know. I would go love it right now, I guess. I got to say, leave it, you know, as much as I can appreciate the two of them becoming one company and the, the some of the things that they have produced since then, some of which I've liked quite a bit, some of which I haven't liked quite a bit. And that's fine. That's just the nature of a company releasing games. I'm not going to like them all. And I get it. And as much as I can appreciate the vacuum that it did create behind them for some good RPG competition, I, uh, I constantly yearn for a world back in the 90s when it comes to to mm. RPGs and maybe that's just me and the world oh. that I think <laughs> might have been there if Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest were always and forever destined to compete with each other rather than not have to worry about competing each other because they would just separate the release dates and get the sales on both. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Love it or leave it. Gentlemen, happy episode 100. It's been an absolute pleasure so far doing this with you and Kronos. Obviously, you are always welcome as you uh, embark on your, hey, I have a little free time on Thursday nights. <laughs> what can I do with this free time? <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see about that. Play, get that. Get that ultimate done. Uh, don't go anywhere, though, chat, right after the show here. She's back. Faye Death. Hey. What's up, Faye? How are you? You. Happy 100th. I know. I Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, 100 episodes. 100 episodes. Again, we're going to be off next week, uh, and then we'll we'll be back the following week. But, Faye, what are you playing today? Uh, we are back in Icewind Dale at least for one more week because we finally made it to a boss, and I'm very excited. We have a Cresselac <laughs> to take care of. We, we finally made it to a boss. What a weird scent. Like you've, I feel like you've streamed this for six months. But <laughs> it feels that way. Yeah, we've been stuck in a basement. We finally made it to a boss. We finally made it. We may finally actually be able to resolve a quest in the journal, and I'm very excited wow. about our accomplishment. <laughs> Don't go anywhere, chat. Give us a minute or two to relabel things, and then Faye will be right back. We'll see you Saturday this week for Gaming Gumbo at 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, and then of course next week Gaming Gumbo as normal, but we'll be off for the Relic Grind on Thursday. So come hang out Saturday night uh, or during any of the other streams. Until whenever you happen to appear again, <laughs> Mr. Adam Lane, where can everybody follow you? Uh, I'll still be alive, hopefully, on, on Twitter. I'll probably still post there on occasion. You'll, I'll, I'll be sure to let you know when I clear the ultimate, for sure. Um, <laughs> so hopefully that's soon. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Tark! Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkov Gaming. My uh, story playthrough of Crisis Core will be going up on YouTube soon. Um, Kronos, it's been an absolute pleasure um, doing this with you. Um, to have you as a friend now, to not know you before all of this, it, it's awesome to have you in my life now. Um, but you can also find me on Ready Check Radio on Saturday nights playing Final Fantasy 15. Um, and if you missed the last one, Tark versus 100 Cactuars, it was an epic fight. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me on, on Twitter right there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, and you'll know every time we go live with one of our podcasts or we're firing up the stream to play Final Fantasy trading card game, Icewind Dale, killing a boss, a boss here and there. Maybe. Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Yeah.